listening to the Poster Boy Podcast. Our mission is to help young entrepreneurs in small-town America start, grow, and manage 21st century businesses. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, this is Chad. Hey, and this is Drew. Today we have another quote. Chad, what's that quote today? All right. Our quote is by Thomas Jefferson. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. Man, that is that is amazing. Where do we start with this quote? Uh, I know before the podcast, we were reflecting on maybe instances in our life where this this is something that you know we were looking at something and we said to ourselves, man, we have to cross a threshold. We have to do something amazing, but we've never done anything to get there. I don't know. There, yeah. We can we can go a lot of different ways with this. But Chad, you you were you were about to tell me a, a situation in your life. I'd I'd love to hear it. Well, it's a personal situation, not as much business, which I think I can tie it into to business and and the children's book that we're doing after this. But the one thing that I've noticed in the last three months is I, I work out. I'm I'm a hypochondriac, so I think that's part of the reason that I do work out is because I, I need to stay healthy, otherwise my brain will drive me crazy. Right here lately, I have decided, and I follow this guy on YouTube. Is I think it's called Athlete and X is his name, and he has these these workouts. And what I started finding was that my workout became so routine that I think my body just kind of adapted to it, and I would never get sore. I, I even though I would elevate my heart rate and I would do things, I, it was just different and. In the last three months, I've really made an effort to like, let's say prime example, if I'm curling, I don't know, 35 pound dumbbells and I can do 10 of them. Well, I decide, well, maybe I can do 45 pound dumbbells three times and it really pushes me. And so I've tried to make a conscious effort to push myself in ways that I've never pushed myself. And what's crazy is I've started seeing more results in a faster time period than I ever have. And I've worked out since college. It's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. I, I'm not sure if we tie the gym in, but you know, it's kind of it's something that's related to me right away. I'm struck by the I don't know, like when I, when I heard you say that, I I felt are there really any limits to what what can be done? I'm I'm thinking something about limits, right? Like because yeah. if you if you've been lifting weights for ten years now, if you wanted to be twice the size you are today, if you wanted to bulk up. Well, you you would have to change the way your routine is. You're, it's not going to magic. You're not going to magically pack on, you know, fifty pounds of pure muscle simply by lifting the same amount of weights every single day. I mean, you you, you may get great cardio, but you're not going to achieve that goal of of putting on maybe a bit more bulk. I, I and I think that is probably a really good transition into how that applies to the business world and maybe even 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 in my business. You were going to say something, Chad? (laughs) You had me thinking and and we were running down this. We were about to run down this rabbit hole, but I love that we're shifting it back to business. But yeah, your business is, I mean, you have so many things going right now that I think apply to every quote 10 times more than what we ever have time to talk about. So please tell me how this is applying to R&D right now. Well, in, in, in the simplest form, Chad, I've never done any of this before. So, uh, so. I know the objective, you know, the objective a year ago was to, you know, air quotes, start the business. You know, if you look and listen back to all the other podcasts, I I think those were a good summary of, well, how do you jump over that threshold and how do you keep the first six to nine months going? I think motivation is a big part of it. But now 
the goal is how do I grow the business so I don't have to be in the business every single day? And I've never grown a business to, to do that very thing, right? So, but I know that I have to do something. And narrowing down what that something is to me is what are the big objectives, pulling it back down to bite sized goals, and then just working those every single day and not, not giving up on those, those micro objective, objectives or those little goals. Um, but you know, when you think about it, who who had done Airbnb before Airbnb was there? Like, what do you think those those startups were thinking? Or, um, goodness, Chad, name a name a innovation that we've seen in the last six months that we never thought would be possible. I I don't know. Pick a pick a business model that's brand new. Uh, like like uh, Robinhood, for example. Oh yeah, Robinhood like, is a great example. Like no one had ever done that, or at least had marketed at that scale. No fee transactions. And now it's this cult hit and that's, you know, super popular. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as you were as you were talking about where you've gotten to today and, and what you have to do next, I think it's very tricky for for us as well. Like, OK, it, it's very simple. If you want to get somewhere you've never been, you're going to have to do things you've never done. I mean, that's for us as well. Like, you know, if we want to do one hundred million dollars, well, what you did at one million is not going to get you to one hundred million. You know, and so you have to look at your business model entirely different. And a professor of mine said to me, and I'm not sure how true it is, but I, it seems to be pretty accurate so far in my career. But it says every time your business increases by, I think it's, I think he said three to 500%, your infrastructure no longer will support it. So everything that you've done will have to be changed because it will have new requirements, new, you know, different things. I mean, you know how it is as you scale and you grow. And I think for you, What's crazy is you're trying to figure out how to build a business where it can run without you. And see, I've I've definitely gotten to that point where, but there's a different side to that that I don't think people ever really talk about. And I can tell you something for me that's it's it's not difficult, but it's been interesting, is that I went from being extremely important in the development of UTP and it growing to today. I'm not nearly as important as I used to be. And it's it's very it's a different struggle because you're used to like people needing you and you needing to do things and then but what would happen is every time someone needed something I would write it down. And then I would look at and come up with an ideal solution and then I would come up with a temporary solution and then I would work towards the long-term one. And, you know, over time, obviously it's been years now obviously, but over time we started solving all of the things that people called me about. And now all of a sudden you work an entire weekend and it's crazy to think that you work an entire weekend. You have, you know, a ton of people working, dozens of events going, and I don't get a single phone call. And it's Man. like, yeah, while that sounds amazing. Okay. You, you get to think someone who's done nothing, but I love work. And I look at the, the company as like a child. I have to think that it's how, parents feel when their kids go off to college. Yeah. Let, let me, let me play with this analogy a little bit and it's because I'm thinking about uh, my wife's company. So she works for a, a small business as most businesses are small business yep. based out of the Tyler, Texas area. So it's a, it's a small hometown insurance provider. And I, I have this very fun aspiration to be that, that company's CEO or, or like that company's CEO because he's the CEO that his life's joy is sending fun emails to all of his employees 
and keeping them updated on the latest coronavirus events and planning the next banquet. And like to him, it's just a bunch of people he can hang out with and have fun and obviously make buttloads of money because he's a CEO. But I don't know, like that to me seems like the the fun part of getting, you know, like I am nowhere, <laughs> I am nowhere close to that, to that vision, but I don't know, like, how am I going to get there? What do I have to do that I've never done before that I can't think of right now to get to that 15 to 20 year vision? Well, I can tell you that was probably one of the single biggest hurdles that I ever um, achieved in business because you go from doing to delegating and then oversight. And then you get people that are so good that your oversight's even minimal because things get taken care of. And now more so than ever, I just focus on the vision, innovation, new products, things along those lines, which are, don't get me wrong, they're very fun and they're engaging and they're exciting, but they're not as time critical. It's not like I have to do this today between 9 and 10 a.m. It's not how it works. And it's more about looking at data, seeing what people are buying, looking at other companies, what they're selling, what direction we think things are going, and trying to make an educated guess on the next product line, the next things that, you know, obviously here in the last, I mean, you know this, since March, um, the face mask has been the newest thing. And I won't lie to you, I resisted for a very long time selling face masks because I just hate what they represent personally and just what it's done to so many businesses and people in this country. However, we had enough teams that started asking about it. And before you know it, man, here we are selling tens of thousands of dollars of face masks. Oh, and cool. yeah, it, it is. It Sad really and is. Amazing. Yeah. Sad. It's, but that, again, if you go all the way back to this, you think about what, what gets us to the next level. Okay. Like what gets us, what, what level up, what does level up mean for us? What is, how are we going to get to a hundred million or how are we going to sell the company? Well, those are two separate things. Right. So you have to you have to ask yourself a lot of questions. And at your level right now, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing every day? And very, 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 very detailed. What am I doing? And then you have to be able to break that out, like you said, into micro goals. And you have to be able to solve those things one at a time. Yeah. And as you start solving those things, well, then once you've taken yourself out, then it becomes how do I grow? Well, then you're going to be very active in the growth process. So then you have to build the system. Then you have to document that system. Then you have to, again, go back to micro goals, find someone or multiple people to replace you in that area. And then once that happens, you go to managing all of these things. Well, then you have to build that scale, you know, that model out. And then you have to find people that can oversee the managing of the processes, you know, and it's like everything. Like if you're growing, like for us, our, our growth is different than yours being a digital company. Ours, we actually have physical presence locations. And so we have to look at, okay, why are we going to a new city? What are we looking for? When we go there, what are we looking for? Okay, how are we hiring? Where are we posting job ads? What are we doing? And then we have to have, once those people are in place, we have to have someone in place to have oversight, inventory tracking, you know, but all these things, again, it's doing something you've never done. And, but that's how you get to this, the next level. I had never heard this quote before this this podcast. I I had heard something similar, and I, I it was someone I knew, and I don't know if he's quoting someone else, but it goes, "What got you here won't take you there." Anytime I've felt like I've reached some milestone, and but I felt that that milestone wasn't enough, I always say that to myself. 
as an admission that I think there is more that I have to do, but all of the tricks and all of the things I did before, I can't just arbitrarily apply them. Like I, I, I can apply hard work. I can apply patience and strategy, but the way that I got to where I am today won't be the same way I get to the next level of my business. Yeah, 100%. It's like, <clears throat> as, I, as I'm thinking about everything you're saying, I'm thinking, what helped me? Well, obviously, having Peter as a soundboard, you know, because Peter's done it. But you got to remember, Peter had a soundboard. And Peter's soundboard had a soundboard. And it, it all goes back to understanding. And, and it, it's once you've achieved it, right? it's things get a lot easier once you've done it one time and a prime example, my son, uh, you know, big proud dad moment, finally taught him how to ride a bike. Uh, two days ago, it's, it was successful. He rode far enough to where we called it riding on his own. And That's then he wiped awesome. out. You know, it was amazing. Um, yeah. You, you gotta have your first wipeout. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously at that it. point he hates the bike. He's ready to go back to his electric car and call it a day, but he can ride a bike now. But, you know, again, Drew, and what I was one going to say at the beginning of this, when we started talking about this quote was how I tied into the children's book, you know, some things that, that I've learned from building UTP. Okay. And, and outsourcing and a lot of the things that we do. So when it came down to doing this children's book with my wife, I feel like we were very well equipped to move quickly because we have all of the knowledge, A, of how to do a book, how to write it. B, we have the whereabouts and the understanding of A, how to find an illustrator, B, how to interview multiple illustrators, and C, how to get exactly what we're looking for. We understand how to communicate our thoughts very, very well to large amounts of people. We understand how to sift through the data. So we were able to do this. And then we started building a book. And then, you know, in all honesty, I have you as a soundboard for marketing. And then, you know, talking to you and saying, hey, here's what we're thinking. What are your thoughts? And then you send ideas my way. And for you, it's a 10-minute conversation that you probably never think about again. But for me, I hold on to it like verbal gold. You know, I write this stuff down. I keep it. I look at it. Whenever Mary and I are talking, I go through all the notes of everything Drew said. This is what we need. And then I start researching on my own. And then I started adding new things. Like when I was telling you about Newswire and, you know, I understood how to get a press release written and I knew where to get it done. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, how are we going to expose this as fast as possible? How do we figure out if people are writing about us? We, we know how to use alerts on Google and all of these things are now things that we know. And so what's really, really cool in life is like when you get to a certain point that makes you that you're very happy with, any other idea that you have, you can get it to that level much faster. And it's kind of fun. You know, what's interesting about that is, as I reread this quote, and describing that process you went through, it says you've got to do something you've never done before. But that doesn't mean that someone else hasn't done it already. Absolutely. And I think Going back to you know your discussion of having a mentor, having a guide, and you stealing little bits of my knowledge, someone out there has been at where I'm at right now in in my industry in my niche that comes from a similar background as me, and they're already at that next level. Are are they not just a quick phone call away? Hey, where'd you bump your head? Hey, how did you take this on? You know, what, what lessons learned did you have? And goodness knows there's more than enough books out there that <laughs> purport at least to 
walk you through the entire process. And I know, Chad, you're an avid, avid business book reader. Um, do you, do, can you think of any books that, that jump to mind that talk about you know, mentorship or doing things you've never done before? I mean, b- beside the poster boy book, um, <laughs> are there other books that you could think of? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I always, I always go back to that book, which is a little bit different than, than, um, what you're saying, but I always go back to David Allen's getting things done. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I can't get enough of how he teaches you how to organize your thoughts and how to organize your life, which allows your mind to be free and, and do things, but you know, it depends. So Drew, I mean, I'm going to throw a reverse question to you. Okay. So when we were putting together the poster boy book and we decided to do an audio book, Okay, and we'll just start with the audiobook. Yeah. I we said, "Hey, we need to do this as an audiobook." What were your first steps? What did you do immediately? YouTube. Right. <laughs> I I reached I, I tested it. I I think the very first thing we did, Chad, was you sent me a rough cut of uh, the first um the first chapter and I smashed it together. You fell in love with it and I said, "Okay, good. Baby steps. Now how do I do a whole book?" Um but Again, yeah, I mean, I, right? Yeah, more more YouTube, more Googling, more head scratching, lots and lots and lots of trial and error, but I did it. And now I'm a nearly a certified audiobook editor. And this goes to my next point. If I were to tell you today that we're going to do the Elf Games in an audiobook, would you have to do near as much YouTube this time? Oh, no, no. (laughs) I would not do one one tenth of the effort that was put into it. Because I know exactly what to do now. Exactly. And that is what makes everything so special. You know, this. So actually today, a a random, a random situation. Okay, so one of my neighbors has he it was one of his life goals. He's 80. Really nice guy. One of his life goals was to write a book. So we published this book on through Amazon, self-published it. And he came over this morning and he was actually having to give me something. But anyhow, when he got here, we get to talking about. He worked for 3M for years and uh, was a manager there and did a lot for them, whatever. Well, we get we get to talking about press releases and, you know, utilizing your network and market research and understanding things like that. And we were kind of going through the program that that, you know, I use a lot. I'm not sure about you, Drew, but Upwork. And I'm, I'm such a fan of Upwork and the ability to draw on, you know, unique skill sets that you might not otherwise find. And. I was I was sharing this with my neighbor and he was so blown away and he's like, you know what you have here, because he obviously, I mean, Drew, you know, we work on a lot of different projects, but we have people that that do market research, that write business plans, even that um, build through automation for email automation and things like that. All these different unique skill sets. And what he was saying, which is an interesting outside observation, he's like, man, right here. You can get anything done that you want so fast because you've already vetted everyone. You've stored them. Now you have them. And now you need something. This is, you know, right where to go. And for him, he felt like he was so far away from where, you know, where we've gotten to with our knowledge on on books. I mean, just drew you and I from research and trial and error and Google and YouTube and, you know, just searching and reading and going to get books and sitting at Barnes and Noble and reading everything you can, trying to read seven books at once because you don't know which one you actually need. You know, and then there's him who is like, he was so proud that he just printed this thing. You know, and now he sees how much work needs to go into it if he actually wants to sell it. 
because writing it and selling it are totally different situations. You know, but again, for him to, to be able to sell his book, he's going to have to do things he's never done. And it's very helpful now that he has someone, you know, like me that and I expressed that he could, you know, reach out to me or send me an email and I'd get back to him with some things I could recommend. But now, again, just from that knowledge, what you just said, just because you haven't done it doesn't mean someone else hasn't done it. And you can lean on them and their expertise, which is what he can do with me to avoid all of the, the amount of research and effort that we had to go through. You know, taking that a little bit further, and I think so far we focused on the last part of that sentence. You've got to do something you've never done. Yeah. But what do you what do you think, Chad? About if you want something you've never had? Yeah. So on the the first part of the quote, the first thing that comes to my mind is a simple quote: "Dare to dream." Okay. And so if you want something you've never had, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to dream. And I feel like in this world today, it's so busy. And we're so consumed with tomorrow and what's next. And, um, but our lives are very organized and structured and, and people, I don't think they account for enough, uh, enough time to dream and use their imagination. Because for me, I think that's where the first part is. Well, if I want to get somewhere else, I first, I have to imagine it. I have to think about it, you know, and thinking it, believe it or not, it's very tiring because you're really using a lot of your brain and you're really having to think about the future. And, you know, th- there are some of us who just let the future happen. And then there are those of us that are responsible for creating the future. And so for me, if you go all the way back to the beginning of UTP, the, the, the current reality at the mo- in the moment was you take a photo and they ship it to you in three to four weeks. And I had a dream and I had a vision that we could do it on site immediately. And, you know, what, what would change if that happened, you know, and then talking to Peter, he's like, it would change, it would change everything. And so the fact that we had that, that thought process and that dream, then that's what shaped our thoughts. And that's what took us to the level that we're at today is we focused on that specific part of the future. And then you know, now today where we are, it's like if we want to go somewhere we've never been. Well, right now we focus on events. Well, the next logical step for us is to go after those photo day companies because there are people that are doing photo days that still to this day, you take your pictures the first week of school and you get them the last week of school, you know? And for me, it's like, well, why can't we just go in, staff it with two or three or five or 10 extra people, depending upon the size of the school and just do it immediately? Wow. We'll tell us what you want, we'll take a picture, we'll give it to you. You know, and so again, it takes having the dream and then it takes organizing the thoughts and organizing the dream. And then it takes breaking that dream down into goals. And obviously that gets to the the latter part of the quote. But for us, that's that's how our entire life was built. You know, and there are a lot of people that they don't realize how we affected their future or we affected their current reality today. Today, it's just expected. You take a picture at an event, you're getting it in a frame in five minutes. Yep. Well. That's a reality because of our hard work and determination and imagination and vision and, you know, applicable vision that we took the time to to make it happen and willing to commit our resources and our money, which in essence is our time to making this particular reality today. We made the future happen. We didn't just Man. let it happen. Chad, that is that is very inspirational. And I, I think we're coming right on the end of our podcast and Chad, if you have any final thoughts or maybe tell us what the 
quote next week will be. Yeah, well, I think it's important to remember that we are the future, whether we like it or not. So I think that that's something yeah. that uh, everyone should take from this. And but yeah, so for next week, we're actually going to quote Anthony Robbins. And it's every problem is a gift. Without problems, we would not grow. This has been another episode of the Poster Boy podcast brought to you by utproducts.com. Find and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at theposterboybook.com to grab your copy of the book. 